A long, long time ago, <laughs> back in college, so this would have been uh, 1990, I think. 1990 would be my guess. Uh, junior year of college, there was a group of us uh, that all just kind of hung out. Fuck, maybe it was sophomore year. I think maybe it was sophomore year. It had to have been sophomore year. Sophomore year. Um, there were a whole group of us who hung out, you know. We were all uh, sweet mates, lived on the same floor, we all played euchre together, whatever. But there was a one guy whose name was Don, good old Don. And Don was a little bit of a, a weirdo, I guess. Super good dude, super good dude. Um, a, a little nerdy, a little socially awkward. Um, a little overweight. He had braces, kind of goofy hair. Uh, definitely not anyone who, when he walked in the room, you're like, oh, God, that guy's got it going on. <laughs> he, was, he was not that guy. I'm not that guy. He was not that guy. The thing with Don that separated him from the rest of us is that he was filthy rich. <laughs> His parents were very well-to-do. And uh, from my understanding, if I remember correctly, he was an only child. And they kind of doted on him. They spoiled him. They owned, like, a fucking rock quarry or some shit. I don't know. They made their money in a very, like, what? There's money to be made in this? I mean, when when you're a young man who is unaware of shit like that, you, you just think to yourself, like, this doesn't make any sense. There's money here, but there was money there. Like, he had an RV. <laughs> like, what fucking 19-, 20-year-old owns a fucking RV? But uh, he had, sophomore year, you could move off campus. Freshman year, where I went to school, Fredonia State, D3 school, SUNY system. You had to live on campus your freshman year. I don't know why they made that mandatory, but they did. Whatever. But then after that, you could just go live wherever the fuck you wanted. Like, if you want to move off campus, go move off campus. If you want to stay in the north, stay in the north. So that's why it's, I, I, I'm jumping back. I'm thinking it's junior year. I think it's junior year. Because I think it was sophomore year was when I really got to know Don a little bit. So it was junior year because he moved off campus and he had an apartment. And he would invite us over. Uh, for like little, I guess I'd call them parties, but it was just to like drink. But I remember one of these times, uh, he had, again, I remind everybody, this is 1990. DVRs were not invented. Streaming was not around. The internet fucking did not exist. Or it may have been in, if Al Gore was telling the truth, it was in its infancy stages. <laughs> But um, he had a VCR tape of some porn. 
and he's all like, yeah, come on over, we'll watch porn. And I didn't watch porn. I didn't have access to porn. I don't think I had ever watched a porn movie in my life at that stage of the game. And, uh, I mean, I didn't want to seem like a square. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. Um, and so we all go over to his apartment. And we're all over there, and we're just drinking, having fun. And then he decides to rip out the fucking VCR of porn. And he throws in the VCR. And I'm not going to lie to you on this, folks. It's awfully weird and disturbing to watch pornography with, like, five or six other dudes. <laughs> like, uh, I'm looking around going, like, what are we supposed to be doing here? Like, is anyone here really enjoying this? Like... Shouldn't we be, like, uh, jerking off in private? Like, I don't understand. Like, uh, what do I look at? <laughs> do I just keep watching the TV? I mean, I don't want to make eye contact with anybody else. I don't want to see that fucking them uh, pitching a tent in their pants. Like, it was all very weird, I mean, have any of you guys ever watched porn with your buddies? It just seems like porn is something you watch by yourself or you watch with your significant other. You, you're not watching porn with a whole bunch of people unless you're a fucking degenerate, I guess. I, so I remember I got up and I was like, well, I'm going to the kitchen. <laughs> and I got like a drink or whatever. But then I think I did the whole Irish exit. I think I just dipped. I got the fuck out of there. I'm like, why the fuck? I mean, I don't Maybe these guys, like, after I left, they all just started grabbing each other's cockeritos and started wanking each other off. I don't really know. I don't really care. I just know I didn't want to be watching porn with my buddies. <laughs> Jesus. Have any of you had that bonding factor of watching porn with your buddies? And after junior year, I don't think I ever saw Don again. I don't know if he graduated from Fredonia, if he didn't graduate, if he transferred out. Like, he was just one of those guys that I was, like, friendly with. But uh, he's not a dude that I would have called up on my own to go, like, hey, man, you want to go get something to eat? You want to get a drink? You want to go see a movie? He wasn't, like, one of those dudes. He was like six stages of Kevin Bacon kind of thing. Of like, oh, you're a friend of that guy who's a friend of that guy who's a friend of that guy? All right, I guess you're in the circle of dudes. You're in the circle of jerk-off dudes. So I don't know where the fuck Don went. I remember we went to his house once. And again, super weird because we like took the RV to the house. And he had a super nice house. Super fucking huge. But and it, but it was like in the rock quarry, and like I have been to other rock quarries, and they have fucking nice houses in the rock quarries. It's strange. I don't understand it. Like, cause your yard is shit. All the area around you is just fucking gravel and rocks and dirt and shit. But the house itself was nice. This kid did not want for nothing. 
I think he got married. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe he didn't finish school because he ended up getting married and then he just worked at the rock quarry. He ended up marrying a girl that looked just like him. <laughs> I cannot imagine what their children look like. <laughs> Again, super nice dude. But, ah, uh, you, you look at him and you're like, what the fuck happened there? What's up with baby Huey? <laughs> I'm sure he's incredibly successful and I'm doing a podcast for six people. <laughs> Who won that game? Clearly not this guy. And you didn't see me take my two thumbs and point them at myself. That's that's what was going on. But uh, But hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. It is me. Oh, boy. Stu McAllister with me, as always, are the dogs. I got Ween at the end of the couch. Uh, Sadie Dog's on the floor licking her butt. I see Cow Cat on the cat tree. I don't see Larry Cat. Nobody gives a fuck about bad Larry. But uh, how was your day, everybody? How was your day? Was it a good day? I sincerely hope it was a good day. Why? Because it's Thursday, August 18th, 2020. No, it's Thursday. Thursday's just fucking the weekend, right? Like, nobody works on Fridays. Like, it's casual dress Fridays at work. They let you wear jeans to work on Fridays, right? You're fucking living large, man. Fucking, you're bringing in a pizza to work. You, you throw it in the microwave. You have a little pizza Reno for lunch on Friday because it's fucking jean day. It's the greatest day of all your life. Hell, fuck. Maybe you contribute a dollar to the Gene Fund. And maybe that money goes to some sort of charity. So it's well worth it. Fuck. So yeah, Thursday's an easy peasy day, man. That's all I fucking know. I hope you had a good day. If you didn't have a good day, uh, have a couple beers, go to bed, and wake up. And then tomorrow's Gene Day. So it's great. It's great. It's good. Uh, my day was long. I had a 13-hour day. I am tired as fuck. That's uh, that's the name of a tragically hip song. Tired as fuck. <laughs> that's what I am. Tired as fuck. Now I gotta see. Now I gotta fucking play it. Hold on, everybody. I guess fucking get on the YouTubes. I'm gonna get on the fucking YouTubes. And I'm gonna fucking search it out right now. I'm gonna fucking tired as they just go tired as f but it's tired as fuck let's play a little bit of it i don't want to see your dumb commercial mr muscly man go fuck yourself you and your goddamn metabolism i don't give a shit here we go all right maybe now and uh, come on gord what the fuck start singing And there we go, everybody. <laughs> Tired as fuck. <laughs> Thank you, Gord. Oh, man. I had to drive all the way. Where the fuck? Bad Axe? Oobly? Shebawang? Sebawang? Something like that? Pigeon? Fuck me. I hate all those goddamn places. Just long. A lot of driving. And tomorrow, everybody. I have 50 hours in in four days. 
Uh, that's too much, too many hours. And tomorrow, uh, my boss goes, "Hey, hey, Stu, uh, can you go to Escanaba tomorrow?" <laughs> and uh, for those who don't know, uh, Escanaba in the Moonlight is a Jeff Daniels movie production. It's also a shithole town in a shithole part of Michigan, way up in the UP. And it is uh, six hours, one way, to drive there. <laughs> hey, Stu, can you go there tomorrow morning? That would be great. So I'm going to get up uh, wicked fucking early. And uh, drive up there uh, because uh, one of my, my co-workers, we sell bulk Dipping not for those who are new to the program. Hi, let me introduce myself. I always forget to do this. I'm Stu McAllister, the host of the Elemental Podcast. I uh, used to be a comedian. I uh, used to do social work. Now uh, I slang dip and dot ice cream. How about that, everybody? Slanging some dip and dot ice cream. And uh, one of my coworkers is up there in the UP slanging dip and dot ice cream at some dumb fucking fair. And. Um, bulk and apparently she's running out and like oh my god Stu, can you bring product fuck okay yes yes i will go up there and i will uh, drop off product to her but here's where uh the business that i work for are we're all a bunch of fucking carnies we're all a bunch of fucking idiots because they went up there on Sunday, and my coworker, my other coworker, was doing the UP route on Tuesday, I think, on Tuesday. And he was up there, and he took product up there to give, to have, to give them, and they didn't take any product. Now, maybe they didn't have any room for product, but they still should have just said, yes, give us this product. But they didn't, because they don't know how to think in advance they're just they're playing checkers when they should be playing chess if you guys know what the fuck i'm talking about so uh, my boss asked me to do it and i was like all right man but i also told him i said hey uh when they look at my hours and they're like why does Stu got uh, 70 hours this week I don't want uh anyone to, to fucking bitch and complain and moan about shit because i again I don't just get in the van and drive around aimlessly. I mean, I feel like my coworkers do, but I do not. So we'll see. So, uh, so yeah, no weird, uh, no weird stories today on the job. It was just long. A lot of places are, are shutting down for the season. They're all campgrounds, that kind of shit. And so my boss is fucking losing his mind because he's just very fearful about shit but it happens every fucking august september we lose stuff we campgrounds close down it just that's just how it fucking works these summer seasonal places they just close down well there's a bunch of places in the up uh deer park uh was castle rock there are all these touristy joints that just close down and they go away but then we just find there's shit in the winter that pops up but he's losing his mind and i hate when he loses his mind because he always like talks to me about it I'm like i don't want to hear this shit i don't get paid enough to hear this shit i am not your therapist nor your boss not even a fucking like co-worker of yours i am fucking your underling and your underling shouldn't have to hear this shit 
So last night when uh, I, I did the podcast, I did the Patreon. For those who don't know, I do a Patreon, and the Patreon is a paywall. So you go to it, and then you, like, subscribe to things. And so it's kind of like, a, it's like OnlyFans for podcasts. <laughs> so there's no nudity that I'm aware of. I mean, maybe somebody does nudity. I do not. I don't do any nudity. I mean, maybe, maybe there might be sometimes where I do the podcast and I'm naked as I talk into the Radio Shack tape recorder. Uh, but for the most part, I usually got pants on at least. But I did the Patreon last night. Only five bucks a month. So if any of you guys, if you like this shit free podcast, you'll like that podcast because it's just more. So it's just five bucks a month. Consider subscribing. One less I smoke and mocha in your life for the month. Okay? Please consider. But after I did the Patreon, I, I uh, put on Hard Knocks. Uh, the, the Detroit Lions... Uh, hard knocks it's hbo does like this documentary they follow the team in the preseason you know to kind of introduce you to the players and the coaches and the um, the chemistry of the team the culture of the team who's going to make the final cuts you know where they're all the rookies and new guys is, is who's sticking around and who's getting caught all that shit and uh, a good portion of the po- and this is, I don't know, year eight or nine or ten of, of Hard Knocks, but this is the first year I've ever actually watched. And I probably have only watched because it is Detroit, and I live in Michigan, and even though I'm not a Lions fan, I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, I am inundated with Lions stuff. And so I, I don't want to say I actively root for the Lions. I wish the Lions would win. I hope they win. The majority of the people that surround me, their lives will be better off if the Lions win. But the Lions, in the 20-plus years that I lived in Michigan, I have learned one thing. The Lions are fucking losers. The culture of that team won't change. They have destroyed careers. It's all very unfortunate. And a lot of people blame the owners, the Fords. And I'm like, I don't know if you can blame the Fords necessarily because... I think they're relatively hands-off owners. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like they're relatively hands-off, and they just hire the coach and the manager, and they're like, all right, you, we do cars, you do football teams. Now fix this shit. And so then maybe the Fords are just bad at hiring people to run the football team, but uh, it's been perpetually bad. And I suppose over the years, the, the one fucking factor that is constant is the ownership. So maybe it is the owners. I take everything that I just said back. The owners suck balls. Fuck the Fords. Don't ever buy a Ford again. <laughs> but uh, so I'm watching it, and I'm just not a fan of Dan Campbell, the, the new head coach. Like, this is year two for him. And a lot of people love him because he's very rah-rah. We're going to kick you in the balls and bite your kneecaps and all that shit. And uh, he's an ex-player, and all the, the players love him and whatever. And... um I'm just, I'm not a fan. I just, I'm not a fan of that rah-rah shit. I think it's its all empty. I think it sells stuff. Like, fans love it. And players love it. But I think ultimately it doesn't do a goddamn thing. Now, the Lions only won three games last year. So clearly Dan Campbell needs to improve upon that. I don't think it'll be terribly difficult for him to do it. They seem to feel that they will. The, the Bears are shit this year, so that might be two wins right there for the Lions. 
But I honestly don't know how they're going to win more than five games this year. And it's just perpetual shit. I mean, hopefully they surprise me. It would be great if they did. I'd love it. I'd love if the Lions won. So I'm watching it. And they always seemingly focus on like one or two players or maybe a coach for like each episode. And last night they kind of focused on the backup quarterback, David Blau. I think that's how you say his last name. I think he was out of Purdue. He's still relatively young. I think he's like 27, 28. He's kind of, I think he's bounced around a little bit, but I think he's been with the Lions two or three years now. He's married to a woman who... Uh, is an Olympian. She is a hurdler for Colombia. Even though she was born in America, she was made in the USA. Her father is Colombian, and so she's got like dual citizenship as a result. Uh, but they were like high school sweethearts down there in Texas, and uh, they ended up getting married. And so the, the story kind of focused on her a little bit, focused on him a little bit. And uh, this is what I'll say about David. He seems like a very nice fella. He wants to do well for the team. Uh, yeah, probably his teammates like him a whole lot. But he blows. He sucks. The Lions should cut him and find almost anybody else. I almost feel like they should just find a, a, a rookie and bring in a rookie and not necessarily groom him to be the successor of, of Jared Goff. I don't think Jared Goff is going to be around uh, in the next... I don't think they'll extend his contract. So whenever his contract is over, Jared Goff will probably be gone because I don't think he is the quarterback of the future either, even though he also is a young man. But David Blau, they were showing him in the preseason game. They, they played a preseason game against the Atlanta Falcons. Not a very good team. And the Atlanta Falcons, he fumbled the ball. Uh, they were like in the lead. He fumbled the ball. The Falcons recovered. They took the lead. And then the, you know, he had like two minutes left. Or whatever. It was a two-minute drill. You know, it's where like, okay, let's, let's see if the rubber hits the road here. And uh, he, he was unsuccessful. He threw like a Hail Mary fucking whiffer. <laughs> the ball just hit the fucking ground because it wasn't close to fucking anybody. He he outthrew his receiver. And so at the end of the game, he was showing some emotion. Now, a lot of quarterbacks would be like, motherfucker, piece of cunt. <laughs> I fucking hate everybody. I'll murder these motherfuckers, right? A lot of quarterbacks would be like that. And I totally respect that. Totally love it. Since they were focusing on David for this episode, they they caught him at the end of the game. And he yells out as loud as he can, fudge. <laughs> like this was a screaming of a Christmas story. You're watching it at Christmas time. The lug nuts of the, of the car go flying off into the darkness. And little Ralphie yells out, Oh, fudge. Although little Ralphie didn't say fudge. David Blau did say fudge. Now, I have never been a football player. Uh, I haven't gone to too many games in my life. I've gone to enough. I, I try to watch games when I can. 
I want a quarterback who's going to be like, you fucking motherfucker, I'm going to shank you in the parking lot, you filthy fuck. I don't want a quarterback who's yelling out fudge. <laughs> like, are you up in Mackinac? Are you at Mackinac City and you're making an order and you just want some fudge? Like, Jesus Christ. It t In my brain, if I was his teammate, I'd be like, listen, man, I love you. You're a good human being. You're going to be goddamn successful in life probably, but uh, it's going to be something other than a fucking quarterback. Get the fuck out of here, you piece of shit. That's how I think. I don't know if you think that way or not. I don't want a quarterback yelling fudge. Ah, <laughs> oh, shnikes. Shucks. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, I mentioned porn already. You know, I'm watching porn with like five, six of my buddies who probably were all jerking off after I left the auto circle jerk. Uh, excuse me, but there was a, uh, there was an interview with a porn star um, who apparently is a Hollywood actress right now. I've, I have never heard of her. She's on the television show Euphoria, which I have only heard that it's pretty sexual. And so maybe it's not surprising that this, uh, this woman who was a porn star is now on this television show, but she gave an interview. She's 24 years old. Her name is Chloe Cherry. I've never heard of her. She gave an interview for the podcast going mental with Eileen Kelly, which uh, I also have never heard of. And you're like going, Stu, Stu, what, uh, why are you talking about this then? Well, um, because I want to call her out and go, fuck, bullshit, fuck you and fuck your mom. She says that she doesn't think she would have gotten into porn if she hadn't lost her father at the age of eight. Her father passed away when she's eight years old. She goes, when I was seven, my dad was diagnosed with cancer, and then a year later he died. A whole year watching somebody fight cancer when you're that young and it being your father was a really weird uh, thing to not only get used to the idea of somebody being sick, but that it cannot be, that it can be your parent and that they're really not going to survive. They're just going to be gone. She goes, it was all really, really, really heavy at the time. Oh, yeah, really? Watching your dad die, huh? It was heavy. Growing up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, largely conservative town, Cherry remembers being bullied by awful kids at school because she didn't go to church. Kids would freak out at you like, oh, God doesn't like this, that weird shit that I experienced with other kids yelling at me about God and Jesus growing up. It was hell. It was so awful. Cherry, who admitted to being a terrible student in high school, also recognized that poor grades may have been a consequence of not grieving her father's death properly, something she's learned to forgive herself for. I, a lot of the shit going on here, everybody, I'm like, a lot of us have had parents die when we were kids. A lot of us were bullied when we were kids. The majority of us did not do porn as a result. Cherry, who started more than 200 adult films and has over 125 million views on Pornhub, also thinks about what her life may have looked like had her father not died. I always thought that if my dad lived, that I would have been normal. 
I just would have gone to college like a normal fucking person and just done some random stupid job and been around some stupid normal people. Like, I wouldn't be doing all this if my dad was still around. I wouldn't be Chloe Cherry if my dad was still around. How do you fucking know that? Maybe your dad would have fucking molested you. Maybe your dad was a huge fucking creep. You're, you're fucking idealizing something that may or may not have been true. Why don't you take ownership of what you fucking did? Why is it always like, this shit happened to me, so that's why I did this dumb shit? In a March interview for the podcast, Call Her Daddy. She does an awful lot of podcasts. Maybe I should call her up and go, hey, you want to be on the Elemental Podcast? I literally have sixes of people listening. Why, no, I don't. I would rather go back to the porn industry. In a March interview for the podcast, Call Her Daddy, the star confirmed she was done with the porn industry and has no regrets being part of it except maybe for the way her friends viewed her afterward. How do you think they're going to view you? (laughs) The only thing that sucks about working in porn is the way people will treat you outside of the industry. Just the way that suddenly my friends uh, that I was friends with in high school didn't want to be friends anymore because they thought I was going to fuck their boyfriend. It's like, I don't want anything to do with your boyfriend. These weird ideas that people get around you. I think that's the only bad thing about it. I lost a lot of female friends because they thought I couldn't be around them or their boyfriend would would say, no, you can't hang out with her. And they would actually listen to them, which I thought was the craziest part. I'm going to tell you right here, too. She's 24 years old um, and she's dumb as fuck. What do 24-year-olds know about people and relationships and friends? They don't know shit. And clearly... She is fucked up because she's done 200 porn films. Jesus Christ. That's a lot of porn films. (laughs) Like, what does that mean, though, too? 200 adult films. So does that mean she did 200 scenes or that she was in 200 movies and then maybe had more than one scene per movie? Like, I don't know. How does all that work? What is classified as an adult film? I don't feel any sympathy for her. It's kind of like these people who are like, oh my God, over the pandemic, I didn't have anything to do. So I hopped on the internet and I looked at hate groups and conspiracy theories. And then I made homemade bombs and I threatened to kill politicians. It's not my fault. Fucking, what? What? I was at home too. I didn't look up fucking hate groups or conspiracy theories. I didn't threaten to kill any politicians. I mean, only in my head. (laughs) I didn't do it out loud fucking weirdo all right i'm gonna end on this and then and then i'm going to bed because i gotta get up too fucking early uh but as i as i mentioned in the beginning of the podcast i was a i was a therapist for a long time i have a master's degree in social work and i've worked in uh clinics homeless shelters foster care psych hospitals you know i've done i've done a lot of shit right did a lot of shit. I got in the I got in the mix. Well, there's some dumb coos from Oakland County. Her name is uh, Kimberly Casey Coden Diskin. God damn, what a name! She's 34 years old, and she's getting charged for something. Oh, Steve, what did she do? Was she a therapist? Did she have sex with one of her clients? Uh, sadly, everybody, that's been known to happen. And uh, that's always a bad thing. I'm going to tell you right now, there's never been one client in my entire uh, career that I was like, man, I'd like to fuck that. 
<laughs> Never. Thank God I only worked with ugly people. I would always tell my supervisor, I only want to work with the uggos. <laughs> Can you imagine someone saying that, a therapist saying that to their supervisor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you assign me a case, just make sure they're butt fucking ugly. <laughs> I don't want to be tempted. <laughs> Make sure they're like a, a five or less. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, she, she didn't do any of that. Instead, she just impersonated herself as being a therapist. What? Why don't you just go to school? She's being accused as posing as a certified, uh, certified therapist and treating children diagnosed with autism at a recovery center in Brighton. Yikes. She's been arraigned in the 54th District Court in Livingston County on charges of 16 counts of unauthorized practice of a health profession, punishable by, by up to four years in prison and a $5,000 fine, two counts of identity theft, punishable by up to five years in prison, and a $25,000 $25, fine. Dear God. How did they find this chick out? In 2018, she was hired at the Oxford Recovery Center in Brighton. During her employment, she allegedly represented herself as a board-certified behavioral analyst, BCBA. Uh, there's too many fucking initials in therapy and pretty much just in life. Although she was not certified by the Professional Oversight Board, it's alleged that Coden Diskin never obtained licensing required by the state. She presented herself as a certified and licensed behavioral analyst through business cards, verbal statements, and written documents. She allegedly used the certification number of a state certified person to forge a certificate under her own name to present herself as a legitimate behavioral analyst. Huh. I wonder what her education is, if she had one, because you would always have to, I always had to present my diploma or, or tell them like where I went to school so then they could fucking verify the fact that I actually had a degree. I wonder how she she did. Like, was she good? <laughs> did she know what she was talking about? Because apparently like a couple of years went by. I'm assuming sooner or later that fraud is just going to unravel though. Uh, like everything else, you can't hold that shit forever. Huh. But she's fucked. She is fucked. And what a weird fucking thing. Who the fuck wants to represent themselves as a therapist? And she's working with kids with autism? I can't imagine that's a shit ton of money, everybody. I mean, it probably okay money, but it's not like she's making a hundred gur a year. I wouldn't think. I mean, fuck, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she is. Jesus Christ. Ugh. But what a so, such a difficult population working with uh, kids with autism is not easy. I can only imagine the burnout rate would be incredibly high. Very strange, very stupid lady. Uh, if you're going to impersonate yourself, impersonate yourself as somebody who's making up way more money with a lot less problems. That's all I got to say. But uh, all right, everybody, that's it. Sorry, this is short. I'm tired as fuck. Thank you, Gord Downey tired as fuck and I'm gonna go to bed 
But uh, if you guys can do me a solid, I'd appreciate it. If you can like the Facebook page, uh, Elemental Podcast, like the Twitter page, Elemental Podcast. If you can check out my Macari store, that'd be great. I got a little store over there on Macari. I sell mostly uh, sports shit. So if you can go check it out, I got links on my Facebook page and my Twitter page. If you can't find it, let me know and I can send it to you. That'd be great. Uh, if you could consider subscribing to the Patreon, I talked about that already. That'd be great. Just five bucks a month. Go to Patreon, P P A T R E O N dot com. Search out Elemental Podcast. You'll find it. Just five bucks a month. And every now and then I give uh, listeners uh, some freebies. So it doesn't happen all the time, but sometimes. Uh, and then if you can do these four things for me, if you can go to Facebook, we always, everybody's still on Facebook, go to Facebook and do these two things. Go check out the Sunday slaw. That's Adam, the 70 house and married couple. And they eat a lot. And I mean a lot of coleslaw together. I can only imagine the farts they rip in their house every week. All that fucking sauerkraut. But, uh, Every Sunday, hence the Sunday slaw. They eat coleslaw together and they do a little Facebook live video of it and they give it the A or the nay. So go check them out, the Sunday slaw on Facebook. Stay there on the Facebook and then go like the button for Magic JBM, my buddy John Midgley, who is a legitimate social worker as far as I know. I haven't fucking done a background check on him. I'm pretty sure he's a social worker. But he's also a magician. And he's got magic stuff up over there. So you can see uh, card tricks and all sorts of other stuff. So go check it out. Magic JBM. Then stay again. Stay there more on the facial book and check out uh, Bear Boards and Tables. That's Bear like Grizzly. Bear Boards and Tables. My buddy Mark's got a Facebook page and an Instagram page and a Macari store where he sells this uh, all these projects that he does with wood. Wood. He's got a bandsaw, and he makes uh, keychains and cutting boards and knickknacks and paddywhacks. So go check out Bear Boards and Tables on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Macari. And last but not least, my boy, Matt Harper. Matt Harper! He has a TikTok page and an Instagram page for his art, Matt Harper Art. And you can buy things from him. He draws some very cool, weird shit. Or you can commission him to draw something, and he can probably do that for you, too. So go check him out on Instagram and TikTok, Matt Harper Art. That's Matt with two T's. The extra T is for titties. So do those four things, Matt Harper Art, Bear Boards and Table, Magic JBM, and The Sunday Sloth. So that's it, everybody. I am done. Uh, I should be back tomorrow for the Patreon. Hopefully. It's going to be a long fucking day. Hopefully, I'm going to try to be at work at like 4, <laughs> so then it could be in Escanaba at 10. Jesus, fuck me and fuck you, Christ. Fucking Christ. Uh, all right, everybody. I love you. Thanks for listening. Uh, hopefully, I'll be back tomorrow for the Patreon. Definitely Monday for the freebie. Have a good day, everybody. Okay, bye.